This is Steve Hiles welcoming you to episode 25 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. In today's episode, we will be talking about the best test-taking strategies that teachers can use with their students. But first, a word from our sponsor. I am so proud to announce our Teacher Rockstar Academy course. If you're a brand new teacher, fresh out of college, a student teacher, or a teacher returning back to the classroom, this course is for you. Learn the tips, tools, and strategies for energizing your classroom management skills. Gain confidence and know what to do on day one. Enroll now at TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com and crush it during the whole year. Now let's dive right in. Educators know the importance of tests and assessments and it is equally important for all grades from schools to colleges to universities. Tests are the best way to assess the student's ability to perform and to understand how well they have been understanding the material. Well, not everything has to do with how you design your assessments and tests for the class, but how you guide them and teach them test-taking skills. Different teachers who are seasoned in the field of education have adopted different strategies that work best with their class and students. While one way fits uh, your class, it does not mean it will work for all grades and classes. So, in reality, it you know, comes down to trial and error at some point. So today I have decided to address the issue that many new teachers face, and we will discuss the best strategies that have been tested and proven to work. Let's talk about the importance of tests just for a minute. Testing is not only useful as an assessment tool for teachers, okay, but research has shown that the actual process of taking a test can help students to retain and learn new information. Evidence has also shown that taking tests can improve a student's recall and help them to use their existing knowledge in new situations or contexts. Here are four benefits of testing in education. Number one, it helps aid the transfer of learning. Research has shown that having to retrieve information during a test can help us to remember that information in the long term. This is known as the testing effect. This means that tests can actually help us to improve our long-term memories. In today's schooling environment, things are not that easy. Students have to work harder to adopt new concepts that didn't exist, say, 50 years ago. So having strong long-term memory is a plus for your students, and exams and tests on a regular basis can help solidify important concepts. Point number two, tests help to apply information to real-life situations. Think about this. The testing effect can help us to learn all different types of information, including remembering words from other languages. But learning is more than just learning facts. Students have to know how to apply this information in different situations outside of the learning environment. Knowing how to transfer the information you've learned into real-life situations is known as learning transfer, and evidence has shown that testing can help improve this as well. Number three, it can help with revision. Research has also shown that students who test themselves 
while they're revising are more likely to pass their exams. Now, unfortunately, the majority of students choose not to spend time testing themselves during the revision time, instead opting to restudy material they've already learned. Many students are under the impression that rereading material can help improve learning when in actual fact they may be losing out on the advantages that the testing effect seems to offer. The majority of students are reluctant to test themselves because they worry about failing. If they fail a self-made test, then they are likely to be discouraged by this, and they may not see the benefit this approach has to offer. However, testing has been shown to lead to better recall in the long term, so it's definitely worth a try. Number four, it helps promote meaningful learning. When teachers think about the retrieval of information from a student's memory, they often spend most of their time concentrating on retrieval as a way to work out what they already know. But a number of psychologists believe that the retrieval process actually plays the main role in the process of learning as it happens. Tests have been shown to enhance learning and make it more meaningful to students. Research also suggests that the testing effect can have a number of advantages to both students and their teachers, but more research needs to be completed before we know just how useful this strategy actually is. Once we have more information available, then we'll be able to see just how much of an impact testing has in the long term, but the current research certainly looks promising. Now, another word from our sponsor. Hey, my friend, would you like to liven up uh, your writer's workshop with an engaging, exciting activity for your students? Well, then grab my free Let's Write a Book activity. This resource comes complete with templates and step-by-step -step directions for creating their very own mini book. Now, your kids will feel proud as authors of their very own book. All you have to do is simply go to GetStartedOnTheRightFoot.com. That's GetStarted.com. On the rightfoot.com. Your students are absolutely going to love this. Now that we know the importance of tests for the students, let's move towards five methods that one should utilize in their classrooms. Okay, let's take a look at number one here, and that's time uh, oriented tests. Some tests, most classroom tests or district level tests, uh, tests are not timed and allow students to work at their own pace. However, other tests like the NRTs and standardized state tests are timed, and these time limits may be troubling to students who lack experience with timed activities. So, when tests are timed, students may become anxious. Now, teachers can minimize this anxiety by giving time exercises during routine activities. Here are some activities to consider using with your uh, students to help them better develop their time awareness. Have students sit quietly with their eyes closed or heads down on their desks for two minutes. Ask students to raise their hands when they think two minutes have passed. Discuss how long the time interval seemed. Next, have students play a game or a fun activity for two minutes. Compare the two timed intervals. Lead students to become aware that time may seem to go more quickly when they are involved in a task. I think that really goes without saying. Uh, set a timer for one minute and have students sit quietly until the time is up. 
discuss various tasks that might be accomplished within a minute time period, such as writing one's name, solving a subtraction problem, etc. Increase the time as the student's concept of time improves. Give students practice in taking time tests of various lengths. Applying time limits on everyday lessons or activities can assist students in gaining confidence with timed tests. Pose a problem for students to process within a set time. Pose another problem for students to process without any time limit. Have students discuss how they worked on each problem. Were there any similarities or differences in how they approached the problems? Number two, pacing. Give students one minute to work on problems or questions. Uh, after a minute, ask students how many items they answered. Record on the board the number of items completed. Continue working for another minute. Discuss the number of additional items students were able to finish and why. Then allow students to finish writing down the finishing times of individual students. Discuss the differences in finishing times. Now, obviously, different students are going to be working at different paces. Discuss why some items took longer to complete longer to read, more difficult questions, etc. Tell the students that when they are taking a test, one way to pace themselves is to go through the test one time and answer the easy items first. Then they could go back to the beginning and go through the test again, this time working on the harder items. Tell students that pacing includes doing the easiest problems or questions first, going back to the harder ones, and doing them in order leaving a difficult question if it is taking too long. Point number three, developing a positive attitude. Explain to students the importance of having a positive attitude. People can make themselves succeed or fail. When students make up their minds to succeed, they usually do. You can motivate your students to do well and to not give up. An interesting example about persistence that you may want to share with your students is that Thomas Edison tried over 12,000 times before he found the right components for a light bulb that actually worked correctly. Think about that. 12,000 times. Well, at least he knew 12,000 times that it wouldn't work. At any rate, the key challenge for you as the teacher is to explain the importance of the test without raising anxieties. You may want to consider explaining that the test will help you by supplying information about what the student knows about a subject area. But more importantly, it will tell you what skills will need to be remediated. Point number four, prepare students for testing. Develop long-range plans to organize instruction. Build student confidence throughout the school year by informal testing. Experiences should be purposeful and correctly related to the curriculum. Review and define words commonly used in test Directions, very important here. Terminology common to standardized tests may confuse students. Very important point. But the more experience they have with it, the better they are able to handle the situation. Familiarity with direction words can help students understand exactly what they are required to do. Now, does this make sense? Um, such words include, but are not limited to, column, opposite, Passage, similarities, supports, completes, web, and selection. Instruct students to read directions and items questions carefully. 
and to read all the answer choices before choosing the correct one. Make it abundantly clear to students that they not only can go back to a reading passage when they are answering questions based on that passage, they are strongly encouraged to do so. A great recommendation here. Have them reread. Discuss multiple choice questions. Suggest identifying the obvious wrong answer choices first to lead them to zero in on the correct answer through the process of elimination. This brings us to point number five, underlining for comprehension. This strategy helps students reduce a lengthy passage into a comprehensible and manageable size by marking the text using a systematic technique. For example, on the FCAT, Florida's standardized test, students are allowed to write on the passages to be read. If that is not possible in your school district, please ignore this set of suggestions, obviously. But if you can, if marking in the test book is allowed, teach students how to underline effectively so that they may be able to increase their comprehension. Introduce the strategy by giving the students these key points. Read the entire text before marking. Be very selective about what and how you mark, and be quick and neat. Introduce the students to a system that they can use. Before we move towards the end of today's episode, I want to clear up some terms for those who homeschool their children. Let's talk about the distinctions between evaluation and testing. Okay, um, although these terms are often used interchangeably, it is important to clarify the distinctions between evaluation and testing as they are technically different. Now, here's the differences, okay? Testing of an individual student's progress or achievements is an important component of evaluation. It is that part of an evaluation which includes the measurement and analysis of information about a student's learning. Evaluation, on the other hand, surpasses the student's achievements to consider all aspects of teaching and learning and is used to look at how educational decisions are made. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies on test-taking strategies. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, freebies, and other unadvertised bonuses at stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. That's stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media. Leave a rating and review. That would certainly be much appreciated. Thanks again, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.